Hey everybody, Dan Holstein here, helping your business take flight. And today my special guest is Erica McKay from Niche for Design. And Erica's business is a commercial interior design business that specializes in workspaces. So Erica, thanks so much for coming. Thanks for having me, Dan. Great to see you. So tell us a little bit more about what you do. Commercial design business, um, that can mean a lot of different things. So what's your specialty? What do you do on a day-to-day basis for your clients? Yeah, so we do work on a lot of different types of commercial spaces, for sure. We've done spas and uh, lots of public areas, but our specialization really is in workspaces. And part of the reason for that is that we really see workspaces as a tool to create a sense of belonging and connection amongst a team. And I've seen with our clients and even with my own team the impact that can have. And so that's really become our focus over the last few years. That's cool. So making spaces functional, pretty, fun, energizing, things like that. Yeah. And making them so that ultimately they 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 create a, a place for a team to be and to work effectively, depending on what their needs are. And that really is so different from one business to the next, especially yeah. today. Yeah. So we really take a very customized approach at understanding a business's needs, how their team functions, what their preferences are. And then we look at developing a space for them that, yes, of course, is, is beautiful and functional, um, but that really functions beyond just giving everyone a place to sit, if that makes sense. Right. We've got cubicles for that if we need it. And if Yes, lights, right? sure. We can do cubicles, <laughs> but there, there are the opportunities are like so much more extensive than that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it sounds like when you, when you guys do the work that you do, you're creating a space that people really enjoy being in. Is that what you're finding after you've done some of your projects that the feedback is, Hey, people love showing up and, you know, energized and things like that compared to the way the space was configured before. For sure. That, that is the kind of feedback that we're aiming for and that we typically are getting in those opportunities. The, the best projects that we love to be involved with are the ones where, um, ownership or management really is engaging feedback from their team. We've worked on a lot of projects, for example, where we'll have fireside chats at the beginning of the project to get input from as many people as possible who are utilizing the space. And the reason why that ends up being so beneficial is because we're focusing our energy and the client's investment in the appropriate areas. And then at the end of the day, the client is left with a space that really is optimal for their business and is a tool to help their team be more productive, be happier. We know that making changes like this, it reduces sick days. We've been able to tie a lot of, um, a lot of really great improvements to businesses from doing some updates. So, yeah, that's awesome. And what I like about the fact that you you guide your clients to engage their teams is that the, the team is then involved in the outcomes. Right. So I imagine that they must feel a sense of ownership of what's happening and appreciate appreciation as well that they're being brought in. I mean, so many times leadership just makes a decision and sends it down the chain. It's like, oh, this is what's happening. But it sounds like the way that you, you guide your clients, you're bringing everyone together. So everyone weighs in on the, the decision and the outcomes. For sure. And at a minimum, we typically are at least getting surveys from all team members about the way that they work and, um, you know, things that are working for them and, and that aren't. And yep. it's not necessarily just uh, sometimes we, we get a little bit of pushback of, oh, I, they're just going to give me a wish list and I won't be able to fulfill it. And it's not really about that at all. It's more about understanding what the priorities are and what people really care about. For example, some businesses will say, oh, I, I need to give everyone standing desks because that's the new thing. And then you do a survey and find out that in actual fact, people prefer to sit at a lounge chair and the standing desk is completely a moot point or whatever it might be. So it, it's just about digging deeper into the way people are actually working and really understanding what the priorities are. 
That makes a lot of sense. You know, in the work that I do, I see business owners making decisions without consulting their their teams, thinking they know what their team would say. Um, but then when you're you're what's happening is you're you're tapping into a collective single brain, right? Just one person or a partner's decision. Whereas if you tap into so many other people, you're gonna they're gonna come up with ideas you might not have not ever have considered that are gonna be super beneficial to everybody, right? You got a, that huge brain trust when you engage a team on on their wants and desires for space. For sure. Cool. We do so, hear some consistency, mind you, but still. <laughs> I have it. So on the yeah. wish list, you got like, we want a foosball and uh, an in-ground pool <laughs> in the office. <laughs> I'd take that. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Um, how did you get into this line of business? What inspired you to get into the design space? Well, I've, I've always been interested in design. I was definitely um, perhaps that strange child that was drawing floor plans and all my notebooks. And, um, and I think I was just at a very young age, very aware of the spaces that I was in, whether it was an arena for doing sports things or schools, I was always just very conscious of whether the space was set up in the best way possible to function or to, to feel good. And so as a child, I always thought I wanted to be an architect was kind of just logically how I thought those interests would manifest. And then as I got older, I, I realized I was more interested in the interior space and then went on to uh, get a degree in interior design and, and start our business, uh, 10, almost 10 years ago, actually. 10 years. Congrats. That's awesome. Yeah, Thanks. That's cool. So that's interesting that you've had that view to design since being a young kid. Wow. That's a little strange, actually, in retrospect, but it's working for me. So I guess that's fine. There you go. And you guys are doing great. So obviously, that was a good, a good call for you. Um, something that you mentioned just sort of offhanded in, in your description of what you do is you mentioned about wellness, like having you reduce sick days when we've got a, a great space. Um, how much is it, does that come into the conversation that you're designing a space to make sure it promotes and preserves, I guess, wellness amongst the team? Yeah, more and more. Um, and even before COVID interestingly enough. So wellness has, has really over the last probably five to 10 years been becoming, I hate to use the word trend, but it's kind of becoming the biggest thing in workspace design. And that all sort of revolves around the fact that business owners are recognizing their team is their greatest asset and their greatest investment. Their space exists in most cases just to support that team. Right. And so recognizing that there's an opportunity there to help their team be healthy through the way that a space is designed and utilized is just logical. And so um, there's something called the well-building standard that mm-hmm. I did a certification myself with a little over a year ago. Yeah. And so that certification provides businesses with the opportunity to, um, to really be thoughtful and strategic about what they're doing with their space and what they're doing with HR policies, cleaning protocols, and all of these other aspects that, that really emphasize to their team that they care about their well-being and their health. And I think that's, that's the reason why this is becoming so important. Well, I, what, I've, what I've noticed over the years is that business owners are shifting their, their attitudes around their team. Like if we think back years ago, it was the command and control you know, mm-hmm. team were just there to get the work done. But I, I think that business owners, at least the ones that I work with, they truly care about their teams, you know, and they want the best for them. And they're open to ideas about how do we improve things for our team? How do we, you know, you know, help them be more productive, but also enjoy their work. If we, if we think about the talent pool that's out there, um, it, there's not necessarily a lot of people sitting on the couch at home saying, pick me, like every, all the great teams are engaged somewhere working. So, um, you know, I think we, we, it's important for, for business owners to do things to engage their teams and to help them retain and keep them. And it sounds like having a great workspace, especially with the well certification is a way to do that. 
Yeah, showing an emphasis on wellness, whether that's through the space and ideally through other means as well, has has been shown to be a huge contributor towards retention, towards attracting top talent, Mm -hmm. and then really making sure that that talent is engaged and productive once they are on your team as well. So that there's a business case for it as much as it's also, I think, just good kind of human practice to care yeah. about the people that you're working with, right? Well, it sends a strong message. It says that you actually care, right? There's yeah. Some people say they care, but the, you know, there's the old saying that I can't hear what you're saying because your actions are speaking so loud. So you can have someone that says that yeah, they care, but they don't like do anything that. about it. And it's like, well, actions express priorities, right? So if you're not actually doing something about it, then uh, you're really, uh, you're not being honest with everybody. Um, yeah. But that, that speaks to a type of, of business owner, I guess, that you would attract. So it sounds like the folks that you would work with are seeking out ways to uh, engage their team, seeking out ways to improve their space, have that longevity, demonstrate to the team that they care. So are, are you seeing that that is a shift in, in business owners over the last little while, that, that, that trend around wellness or... Yes, yeah. absolutely. In every sense, in the space, of course, and um, and we're, we're really seeing a shift over the last few months, particularly in businesses that are... Um, picking up where they left off over the course of the last few months with what I would consider more typical renovations, you know, businesses have been in a lot of ways on hold, even if they're doing well over the last few months, but we're seeing leases are coming up for renewal. People still need to make decisions about either growing or downsizing or changing the way that they're operating. So yeah, the, the consistent aspect has been that those businesses that really care about their team and recognize the opportunity to really get it right when they need to make a change in their space. And that's going to be a tough decision. I mean, but it, it's one that you, we must as business owners get right. Because if we think about all the latent fear that people have right now in terms of, of COVID coming back to the workplace, safety protocols, uh, some people wanting to work from home, but the business requiring them to be in the office to a certain extent. I think there's a lot of balancing that that's got to happen. So are you seeing a lot of uh, requests from your, your clients to help them design a space that supports that hybrid model of people being all there sometimes, sometimes at home, sometimes at the office, like in, and everything in between to try to keep their team. Yeah. Yeah. We are hearing more and more of the request for the hybrid model. And I mean, I read a lot about different research that's been going on and different organizations that are surveying teams to find out what the preferences are. And it's staggering how much of a preference there is for this hybrid model And the thing I find most interesting about that, that obvious preference is that it tells us that people, as much as this experiment of working from home probably went better than a lot of us thought it would, uh, it tells us that people do still want to be in the office, at least some of the time. And so it begs the question as to why is that, you know, why is it that we have a preference for being in a physical environment with our colleagues? And, um, and I think you know, at one point it was like, oh, all the extroverts will want to go back to the office and everybody else is going to want to stay home. <laughs> all, all the introverts are, yay, COVID. I don't have to talk yeah, to anybody. Yeah, and there's some truth to that, <laughs> granted. But I think we, we've we realized that even the most introverted team members still are lacking that social connection a little bit and do like the idea of having some flexibility and that hybrid model gives that. And really, I mean, flexibility, even hybrid model aside, is the number one thing that we hear from both the management client, our clients and their teams is that people want flexibility. So whether that's flexibility of free address, meaning they can work in different locations, depending on the type of work that they're doing that particular day, flexibility of maybe when they work, um, whether or not they need to be in the office or, or at home, just having that, that variety and that sense of 
of control and autonomy, I think is, is really appealing for employees nowadays. And it's appealing for managers as well, because in turn, it makes those employees feel like they're trusted, they're valued, and they're able to really feel comfortable enough to contribute to the business in a meaningful way. Yeah. It's a bit of self-actualization, right? Like having a bit of control over destiny that, Hey, if I, if I have to get a specific objective achieved, it doesn't mean I have to be sitting in a chair at the office or it doesn't mean I have to be at home. I can go wherever I'm most resourceful, right? So I think that, I think that might be part of it as well, that people just liking to be able to uh, make some decisions for themselves and still contribute to the team, but knowing that the leadership cares enough about them to give them those options. But that, that's also a tough balancing act, isn't it? Like some folks aren't going to want to come back. Some are cannot wait to come back. And um, yeah. so, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over over the next little while, I'm really curious to hear some of your success stories of, um, you know, the hybrid model that you guys are helping your clients with once, once that's, we've kind of gone a few months and everyone's been rolled into that. I think it's going to be an interesting new world. So. Yeah, we're really excited to see over the next few months, a lot of the clients that we've been working with who are implementing hybrid models and how that is going to work out. It's been really interesting getting to have discussions with their teams to find out what it is about being in the office that's important to them. And and certainly we've been doing our own kind of external research and, and reading up on what it is about the space. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm really foreseeing that we're going to see a, a, a realignment of a lot of staff members with their companies when, when things are done well and with flexibility and compassion in mind and bringing the teams back. And uh, I think that opportunity to reconnect and, and start to have those water cooler conversations again and some of those more impromptu interactions that just aren't as natural on these digital platforms is going to serve as really, really valuable. And the, the businesses who have created an opportunity for their space to support those interactions and that alignment are going to really be ahead of the game in a lot of ways uh, with their teams and with their business in general. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It, I think we can't discount just how much gets done at the water cooler or the coffee machine. Hey, mm-hmm. how's the Jones project going? Where are you at? Oh, I'm like here. Okay, great. Like you don't have to schedule a Zoom meeting to have that quick update. You don't have to interrupt email. You can just have those quick little hallway chats. A lot gets done. And I think a lot of management happens as well, just being present. You know, you can, you can get little things looked after, you can resolve disputes and conflicts or they don't get escalated because people are together in a space that supports them and, uh, you know, they can move things forward. So it's going to be really interesting over the next little while. So if a business owner is um, looking to reconfigure their space or they're considering how do I handle the hybrid model, getting things organized, what's the best way for them to, to reach out for you to get some assistance? Yeah, for sure. Well, we're happy to chat with business owners who are trying to figure out how their space might better support their team in whatever context. So whether they're thinking we need to move or renovate or whether it's just a matter of how do we utilize what we currently have in a more meaningful way, certainly they can reach out to us and see more about what we do on our website. It's nichefordesign.com. And we're also quite active on social platforms, particularly LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and Instagram. Awesome. That's, that's fantastic, Erica. And we'll put all those, uh, all that contact information up on, on screen so everyone can easily access it. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing with us some of your, uh, your ideas and what's going on in, in the workspace revolution, if we want to call it that. And uh, yeah, keep on doing the awesome work you're doing. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me. Love it. Thanks, Erica. See you. Hey, thanks for listening to our episode today. I hope that you found it of value. If you did, please give us a five-star rating. And if you know someone else that might find it valuable, please share. Thanks so much and have a fantastic day.